Hey, Boy Wonder Chris. Yes, Boy Wonder Adam. What are you doing April 23rd and 24th? Well, I'm going to the Spring Renegade, obviously. What? The Spring Renegade? Yeah, it's like Renegade, but smaller. And in the spring. Whoa. Do I get to play two days of Batman? You sure do. Is it a 350 rep followed by a 250 rep game? It absolutely is. TO'd by our very own Stefan. I'm so excited. I heard that it's only $15 a day. That's right. And it's at the Game Center, which is the old Fantasy Flight Game Center. Hey, that's in Roseville, Minnesota. Yeah, a convenient short drive from where we both live. Wow. How would I get tickets? Well, I think you'd go to renegadeopen.com and register. I would do that as soon as I can because I hear there's only 16 spaces available. 14 when we do it. I already did it. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> hey, this is Boy Wonder Chris. Just to let you know, this episode was recorded live at Adepticon, so forgive us any background noises or music. Enjoy! edition Batman Minions Game Podcast. I'm Boy Wonder Adam. And I'm Boy Wonder Chris. And today we will be talking all things Adepticon. We are live from the event itself, just having finished up the tournament yesterday, and we are joined by a couple of very special guests. First, we have Finian, um, who is one of our local players, and uh, say hello, Finian. Hey, guys. And um, what crews do you play, Finian, and what brought you into the game? Uh, I have a little bit of everything. I generally swing Penguin for tournaments but i've been playing a lot of teams especially since the update other than that uh i like going in to oc with flex i'm a big fan of lex Luthor. um i got into the game based off of a subway board that was shared on one of like the local facebook groups i was like that's a super cool board and he like tagged the twin cities batman group on there i was like i have to go see what this game is based on this cool so that was Drew Brockington, I believe. Yeah, he was yeah. one of our players. He hasn't played in a while, but he still does partake. Yeah, very, very cool board. He lays it kind of all himself. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool to look at. Like, that alone sold me on a board the same way, like, when you're at a convention and you see those, like, demo boards. Like, that's kind of, that's what hooks me. Awesome. And our other guest is uh, from a sister podcast. The Archicus. It is Jason, obviously. Jason Thompson. Welcome, Jason. Hey, guys. And uh, tell us quickly for any uh, listeners that might not have heard your podcast, like where they can find that for a start, and uh, what crews you play and what got you into the game. All right. Well, first off, uh, what got me into the game? Adepticon. Right here. Uh, five years ago, give or take. Uh, you guys can find our podcast on pretty much anywhere a podcast is. I can't remember if it's on Podbean off the top of my head. Um, but you guys are on the Arkham Discord, Arkham Rejects, the one and only, it's where the most chatter is. Uh, there is plenty of links that we are still posting, so check us out. Perfect. And what, what did you play? Uh, sorry, what are your crews? Oh man, I like it all. As you know, if you listen to my podcast, uh, I seem to be the only person who enjoys Two-Face as a Zack and Crew. <laughs> it's um, true. But I got into the game with We've Batman and Birds, uh, formerly known as Poison Ivy. Um, yeah, it's funny remembering all of the... I, I Obviously, I've been playing since the game's inception, and it's funny to... Just the other day, we were talking about how it was the Arkham City um, miniatures game. When it first came out, it was literally called the Arkham City miniatures game, and it was based on the game, Arkham City. 
And those are all the models. It's weird. To see where it's come from there is crazy. There's a couple of podcasts and YouTube videos, like, covering that first edition, like, the first, like, couple of years. And it's crazy to, as someone who really got hooked in at the tail end of second and beginning of third, to listen to where the game was at in, like, those Arkham City days. It was a case of, um, I physically rewrote the entire rulebook, like, just for me and Stefan, because it was Spanglish, very hardcore. Um, so we probably even were playing it wrong when it came out, like, but, yeah, it's crazy to see how far it's come, and now, obviously, you know, um, several prestigious, um, conventions a year have a presence, and not every game can say that. No. So... Really, really cool. That far. Yeah, I would say that's the thing about oh, like the, the tournament scene is it's very consistently it's consistently at those events, and there's a lot of like diehard fans that are making it happen for people. Yeah, absolutely, and, and not just tournaments, great tournaments with a great turnout. I, I think just as a group, yeah, yeah, that's the thing Good is people. like if if these weren't fun to go to, I wouldn't have drove four hours for this or Renegade. I come because I want to see you guys. Yeah, and even those uh, like. It's like Renegade's nice because it's going back home from college, but it's even better to see people like Jason or like Chris that I don't get to see every day. Yeah, it's a special treat. You see people like it's nice because like a handful of people that you you kind of can rely on seeing. Like you know, it's it's going to be November. Sure, Renegade is in our hometown essentially. Yep. We know we're going to see people, but then like Jason's going to travel in. You know, some people are going to go come from East Coast, West Coast, like Canada, Canada, yeah. several yeah. times. You know, it's just to be friends. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome to just hang out, everyone, and have fun, and and kind of play Batman, and, and everyone's on the same level. And, and this event was no different. It was a great event, great players, good times had by all. I think we got to meet some new faces who were a pleasure to get to play against and to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, the new I, players. Love yeah. the first time players. And uh, Stefan, as usual, runs a great event. No hiccups. Good, good prize support. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Good, good tables this year. It was nice to have um, some really different tables. Not in terms of like different themes, but stuff that we're not used to. I That's played, another great thing about going to a, an event. I played on that dock board three times. Really? No issue. It was so much fun to play on that board. And it's I, so different. It's, yeah. it's nice that it's so different from the normal. It deviates from like the standard Batman template. I didn't for get free to play. Oh, I was really upset. upset. But it worked. Top table sucks. Yeah, I know. because I, I played on the same two tables back and forth, and they were like identical. Yeah, we got like, to guys. our fourth round. I told Willie I played on that board twice. Like, He's like, do you want to move down to like the, yeah, please, no, like, it's the awesome. PlayStation? I'm like, no, we're playing out the final round. Like, bottom tables are playing out of the final round on the dockyard. Yeah. Like, it is so cool to look at. I don't care if I've played on it twice in the I love, eight hours. I love the cities in Batman. The maps you get, they're often Gotham City, obviously, because it makes sense and it's kind of easy to do. But it's so nice to, like, see something when it's like... Like, I made the Batcave for Stefan. Yeah. Because I was like, it's something different. And it presents new challenges in terms of... Well, we can't just put cars everywhere. There's yeah. a couple of uh, really cool, like, Lee and Yuat, like, boards for, like, the Island Camaro, and those look phenomenal. Right, yeah, and I'm trying to make an Arkham Asylum right now, which is going to be probably, like, at least another year or so, because I, I'm going for Arkham City, the video game, levels of Easter eggs. I want every inch of that board to have a nod to something Batman on. Which will be gorgeous. Which is going to be insane because I like. I'm not going to blow my own horn, but I know how to make scenery. And make You've been doing good. this a while. Been doing it a, uh, since I was 12, baby. Um, I, 
I really want to do like especially seeing all the infinity terrain here. I really want to do a Neo Gotham board. See, that would be something that would be like very doable because you don't have to break the mold a lot. It doesn't require a lot of like how am I going to make this work? But it's instantly visually different. different. Yeah. I feel like what you would need to do in that case, it still would need to be very themey because otherwise it's going to look like a futuristic board. Yeah, I think you can, yeah, you can steal just enough yeah. from like Infinity and Cyberpunk. These other you want to? I think you want to merge Gotham's kind of that's dirtiness with Neonness. Yes, yeah, and right. like and and corporation signs. And so stuff. I backed the. Metropolis Kickstarter for Multiverse Games, and yep. that's really what I wanted to bring to it is have these like clean and pristine like buildings under a like, layers of grime. So at one point it was like this beautiful city, but like the decay of Gotham has gone to it. Graffitied on the yeah. the Joker's gang, and and that's what I want to do with this board. Is I, I like the thing I'm really curious about is like how much can I meld like old rundown aspects so it looks like semi modern, but it feels like within the next like thirty to fifty years. A new like Tesla's just crashed yeah. into every building. Yeah. I know, like the cyberpunk <laughs> areas emerge out of like uh, because that's how it's gonna happen. Like it's not everything is not just gonna be suddenly futuristic. Yeah, it's going it's to like be building a pond. Yeah, it's gonna be like uh, Blade Runner where you have those layers of like the old and like the like the entropy of like the old right. world versus. Like, and it's such like, a good dichotomy for Gotham as looking like this giant city, but the the more you zoom in. To the very individual is when it's like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. this beautiful, like, hopeful place with a future that is bleak and awful. And that's <laughs> the thing that I think like Batman Beyond series captures so well. And I really want to bring it into a board is like that apathy and decay as like we're moving towards the future and like towards that like. Sure. Just visually, like that's. I mean, in Marvel Crisis Protocol, you see a lot of clean cities. They're a lot more bland. Of course, the game doesn't use cover as much, but with all that grind. Just trash everywhere. Yeah, Mar- it I mean, that, it out and gives a character. That does its own thing. You know, Marvel has always been like a very clean-looking kind of uh, property, for sure. But um, it, but yes, with the Crisis Protocol, all, the problem is, is like all of the tables really look the same. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. because yeah, it's all using that official terrain, and it kind of looks the same. And there's a lot of games of Crisis Protocol where I'm like, can we put more on the board to just actually fill it out? And it's sometimes a push. A push on my opponent because they want to be like, no, this is like recommended amount within the core rule yeah. book. I'm like, but it doesn't look interesting. Like, it's not a fun experience. The, to play the on a main like that. one of the main draws about the Batman game for me, uh, you know, I like to play uh, to a, a high level. I would say, um, but honestly, the original main draw is being able to make a table that is like as real as I can get it. Mm-hmm. Like the Batman tables look like real cities because we have yeah. trash cans and, and fire hydrants, stop yeah. signs. There's trash on the streets. There's crates. There's cars. It, the buildings, you know, it all looks like it. If you take a, a regular skirmish game or a, a Games Workshop game, it's just the the table is there because it's necessary. Well, yeah. we even come Whereas in walking. Batman, the table is there because it's fun to play. On. Yeah. I mean, the game totally. And that was besides just the building part. It works without it. It's right. Boring without it, and you're never gonna get ticked over by. Oh, there's a stair over there, and my fat uh, gangster can't climb up. That's just not gonna happen in some other games. You're like, whatever. I walk through normally. One, yeah. Yeah. One thing we were looking at when we went about setting up the tables Friday night was: does it tell a story? Like, what does the board evoke? Is it fun to play on? But also, how like. Does it tell a story and does it do something more than just provide things like line of sight or like obstacles? 
like how does it affect your experience of playing outside of the parameters of the actual like mechanical function of the rules? Yeah, it's it's just a, a real treat for for playing and for the eyes. I think it's, yeah, it's awesome. And that was uh, like the visuals of both the models and the boards is what brought me in. And like even when me and you, Adam, are like prepping for like tournaments and stuff, we still take a lot of pride in like having cool-looking painted models and something we put a lot of work into on nicely done and nicely put together boards. Like there's a lot of joy. Yeah, for me, for me, every time I get to play is an exercise. Whether it be tournament prep, a casual game, showing someone how to play, every every chance to get to the table should be taken. Like I should I should enjoy it as much as my love for the game. So. It's all one, and with how spread apart games are, you really don't want to half-ass anything. Exactly. Um, like, I've played, I, was it, last time we were at Adapticon, I was playing uh, Batman with Cookie until, like, 2 in the morning, and we were still like, you gotta have your nice table. Yeah. It didn't matter that we had to move our table midway through, because it was closing, and we had to play in the hallway. We still had to set up perfectly. We we played so many games on Saturday of Renegade because it's like we're all here. We're going to get in as much as we could. And you and I were playing until like easily midnight. Yeah, yeah it was about midnight because I think that's pretty much right when I left and I got at my house at one and came right back out with get the cast in, get it's, some more games. It's a testament to the game that all four of us sitting here we played from. Well, we were here from eight a.m. until like seven p seven p.m. just for the tournament, playing the tournament. And that's a whole day of playing. That's, and then, that's a brain and then when brain. we finished, we've got some dinner, and then what did we do? Came back. Came back we came back and we Batman. played more Batman. We wanted to play another some game. Open we play. played more until we got kicked out. Yeah. Yep. yep. And that's that's the biggest testament I can give the game. It's like, we played a full day's tournament, and then we wanted to play more. There's and and a, a point needs to be made, I think, that we were walking past the 40... Or it was the 40K. It was the, the Age of Sigmar boards. And it just looked so bland and sterile. And, you know, and that's necessary for that game, so it's, it's annoying that you can't even do more. Because if you did, it just wouldn't be playable. Yeah, so, but so you get the you get the pictures in the book, right? Yeah. And it's all all the models are spilling over this, like they're playing on a diorama. But that's just the book on most games. In Batman, even at the tournament level, if you where, look in the rule book and you see like a bunch of guys in a city, people are on the roofs. It's set up like a diorama. That can be a Batman game. And, that, 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 and it was last night. This was tournament level play with good balanced boards and everything looked like a diorama set up in play with the models. It, it still looks tournament. as good as it as if it were in a, the rule book. Tournament play with narrative style boards. Have you ever had a board with too much strain? Because I feel like I haven't really run into that in a lot of cases. I, I in When bases used to not be able to go places there were some issues but now that you can like as long as you can fit your base I don't there is a point where saturation becomes too much but honestly from what we had I think you could even add like 40% more scatter into what the tables had and they they would be just as playable and just as cool as long as no one brings a bat pot (laughs) nobody does or even the tumbler our our bikes have run into some issues before but even but then that, that's, but, but what I like about that is that's part, like, it's part of the strategy there. Yep. You like, can't once go everywhere you, with a vehicle. Once you come to a table and you see a certain setup, you have to be the guy who's like, how do I navigate this? Yeah, it's, it's not a case of me being like, it's unfair, or I want to move some terrain around. Yeah, I mean, Because nothing is going to break you from win- Like, It's not like there's going to be terrain where it's like, right now I can't win. We, we you, did. You can place your sewers. That's how you teleport across the map. Right. If you want to beat the Matic, you can 
grab special markers to look like air vents or whatever, so you don't have a sewer on a car or a sewer on a car. Well, you know what? It could be a window. It could be whatever. Uh, there are some uh, rules of reality you have to break for, yeah, which for is a game fine. to work, which is fine. But we, it all works. We had a two-faced Joker matchup at one tournament, and we had a board with a giant iceberg lounge on it. And it was a case of, it didn't work out great for your bikes, but it was a thing of, like, you had to figure out how to get around these big blocks of buildings and into these narrow alleyways. And I got to take advantage of, the, of funneling you into places and uh, having sharpshooters on roofs based on how the initiative went, how deployment turned out. I think, like, that was a challenge for for you, but it, it gave you some obstacles to overcome, and it gave me things to deal with, especially with, like, where can I play someone who can be in a good position to, like, play the game out and still score objectives. To yeah, get some and, and bring a balanced negative. list. I, I got... To bring some negative on the tables, though, how much we're, we all love them. I had a few games, actually, I just adapted upon that. I had some opponents place Batman on the top of the roof, and it's just like, I did that because it was cool, and it really just dicked me over. Like, my Batman couldn't do anything when you were right in front of my face, and that doesn't always feel right. You think you should be able to lie down in the back game, and just, as the rules are either interpreted or written, you're going to do that differently. I've seen some players do 45s, um, and that's just kind of not necessarily addressed, because um, they just think that's right, and the phone's like, sure, works awesome. You look at the goal lock, you're measuring down, then out, and it's like, oh, two inches down now. Why did I do this? No one's inspired. No one's doing anything. Yeah, I mean, it can happen. But yeah. again, that's again, that's part of the puzzle. It is. You know, it's, it's something you have to consider as a player. And if you make those mistakes, then you kind of have to live with it and try and not do it again. I agree. I do. I would like to see more cards that use terrain that were not connected to the deployments. I believe every card we have in this game is like, pick a terrain piece this far away from a deployment zone that's within a deployment zone. And it's just like, man, have some cool stuff. Like, uh, Airy 2 is the only one that's different, right? Airy 2 is the only because one that's it's, not tied to It's not a, tied to a space. It's just yep. the biggest. Yep. Other than that, though, there's the two-faced car that's like two. Airy 2, the car that you can never score. <laughs> Yes. You can score it. No, 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 wait, no, because the wording is you can't. Fucks. And that's something that... Um, There's one model that can score it. Well, yeah. No, it depends how you're... It's all depends on, it depends on the train, but yeah. Catwoman with climbing claws. Yeah, Because you can be you on the train to, in four inches. Yeah. You have to bring someone to climbing claws. Yeah. But that just needs to be addressed. It does. So hopefully that, that will change. Um, I think a lot of... I've had some players just... We didn't really read the card, kind of just did it one way, and it worked, it was really fun. And I've had others that you just put it on the highest point, and it's like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it can be tough, for sure. Uh, depends, especially if they had used that building that was like this tall that came on into it. It was like 30 yeah. inches or something. That was easily the same height, like, we put down next to the board, it was the same height up as it was across. Yeah, it was like 30 inches high or something, something like that. crazy. So we didn't use that, obviously, you need to... As much as like having a table full of giant skyscrapers is very yeah. cool for like for downtown Gotham, uh-huh. like that the the business center or whatever. And just that doesn't I think work. you could balance it out if you had like the subway or like the train running across and then having a couple of two or maybe two or two of those big skyscrapers. Yeah, I think some of it could just also be addressed more because obviously a game can write for every table imaginable, but if we're at the tournament setting, the TO could kind of be like, Hey, uh, actually if I remember Renegade, what was it? end of second, 
there's there was some tables that had special rules. It was like a little note card. Yeah. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just like, hey, consider the was it acid. Movement. Exactly. It was uh, just yeah. a case of, and, and some tables of, you know, sometimes a table is built where it's just like, how does a model get through here? So you just say, hey, this, you know, it counts as being like, you can go through yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, I, it's I, a chain link fence. Consider it to have like a yeah. couple, uh, holes in it. Right? I, uh, a model to move interior through. board is the same case where it's like, there's walls with like doors modeled on them. It's just you have to be you should treat like you can walk out you walk yeah, yeah. The, the closed door is just the, an area that's open essentially. Yeah. yeah. Or ladders. because um, you know that some people can say, Hey, that's not impaired and everyone can climb up a ladder pretty well. That's um, what we did on the dock. Yeah, exactly. You should just have ladders uh, just yeah, for that yeah. would be really nice just to even to start using the vertical. It would be it would actually be nice for um, night models to potentially uh, release like a small um, pack or update that goes over like common terrain types of like what they do yeah so it's like like ladders yeah you know you could say hey if you have ladders you just move your regular distance on them like you can't end halfway up the ladder i think we also need to start looking at options for terrain that aren't just necessarily big boxes but they give you something to play with like that's what i was noticing when i was like looking at the infinity stuff in the vendor hall you have these like you have boxes, but they're like you have a couple of different places where you can put models at like, different levels. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a square building all the way up. It's maybe a, it goes up and then it has yeah. like a little balcony area, and then like and the then really like a very good example of that was at um, one of the tables with that has the police station on it with the the parking area yeah, so the, that we the played. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's yeah. a great because it's got yeah. verticality. It's got walls, so it's not just a block. Even, and even though it is a block. Well, you know, even then, though, like, it felt like you could divide that in different elements. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Simple the perfect thing about are it. boring. You have to add them to other stuff. Yeah, and even in our, like, pickup game, having the fire escape gave me options within it. Exactly. It was something on the side of the building you could use rather than it just being a square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, we've rattled on about boards, which is very enjoyable. We should probably talk about... Adepticon, so. the actual four four round tournament <laughs> that we did. Now, and, uh, uh, the Boy Wonders podcast is lucky enough to have one of our members take first. Hey, hey, hey. Adam. Uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we can talk about it. We'll get into it because honestly, strongly, I had a strong list. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but you didn't intend for it to be so strong. Yeah, it was supposed to be a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, let's quickly just go through and we'll talk about uh, what we took um, and any kind of standout like themes or what you were hoping to achieve in terms of like how you played. Uh, start with you, Chris. Uh, let us know. Okay. Uh, I took Riddler and a couple major models in it were uh, I took Hush and Calendar Man and I was trying to, to get away from a lot of the question mark cards and just play castled up, use a lot of the phase four uh, suspect domination type cards, and, and just try and get an engine running and and just have it kind of play itself from that point. And when it doesn't work, it's awful. And when it did work, it was pretty dang fun. But you know, I had had a couple, had a big loss, a couple, a tie. So I ended up placing lower half. But it was you know, I he was just kind of playing around with it, taking it for a spin, didn't do a whole lot of testing, and uh, didn't do any testing on that list. Uh, no. So, no, not that particular yeah. uh, one. I just did a generic Riddler with the main, with all the main uh, question cards. So it was really educational. 
and it, it was a it was a fun time. It was a fun time. It was fun getting getting pounded. <laughs> <laughs> but you did win best sportsman. I did. Apparently, I'm nice. Chris is honestly like one of my favorite opponents ever because he's just you'll just take everything in good grace. Like you can get crushed and you're just so jovial. And at the same time, if you're winning, you're just equally as like you're not like oh yeah whatever. You're just so fun to play against. He's really empathetic. If it's a thing like Chuckles dropping Bronze Tiger with an SMG off of delayed, it's it happened. That was like what eight months ago, something like that. It was before and Renegade. It was just that. It was just the, that one that Stefan ran at the source. So that was October, and still something that comes up, and you still apologize for it. But even <laughs> even Sorry, and you should never apologize. exactly. You do. But even in a game like that, I'm not sorry I did it. I, I it was right to do it. I just feel bad because I wiped your free agent in one go. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why you're so much fun to play against. And if it's not this. It's me and you blowing up models and, like, just the sheer chaos of it all. And we're having a good time, uh, even if it's, like, playing at a top table. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it in LVO, uh, uh, to, that 250 game we played. I said it was probably one of my most favorite games ever. Because at the end, you were just blowing it. Like, you just went ham on your own crew. <laughs> which I was just like, it's... And we were just laughing about it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, congratulations on... Yeah. Um, honestly, that... Outside of the scheme of the game, that's the best award to win because it says, "Hey, that's the nice person award." Definitely. Like, no, it's, yeah. you, you, it's well deserved. I remember our game. Um, what was it back in Renegade? The last one where I played Manbat. That was a who I think we were both yeah. laughing a lot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was screaming halfway through the table of just joy. Um, and I remember, uh, was it Richard's kids would look over at me be like why are you guys like screaming and joy? why are you so happy <laughs> yeah it's like this is you don't understand like we're having fun yeah. with the game it doesn't have to be an exercise no we were, like, memory we were trying to play really competitive too yeah. i think i was like i'm bringing man bat and i'm just going to do whatever i can to make it work and you're like i'm playing harley quinn because of course and we just went hand with it yep oh yeah and uh finian why don't you tell us what uh, you i took best painted for ti- my titans and those were yeah, and congratulations on that. Yeah, uh, Finian had a display board with the Trigon portal, and he made Trigon portals for all of his um, multiple, threat, multiple markers. threat markers, which is just... I love when someone goes above and beyond to make markers. Like, I did the Dr. Manhattan markers for the Watchmen for yep. the... Um, whatever it was, I can't remember. The LVO. Yeah, for LVO. And, uh, spoiler alert, I'm taking Bat Family to spring... Um, Renegade and my drone marker is going to be the Batmite model. <laughs> so it's just uh, just those little things are like super fun to do. And Finian's um, was gorgeous. Yeah. Finian's was so awesome. It was like uh, it was a brick road with the steps leading up to a building and then it was uh, a dark red sky behind it like when they fight Trigon in the anime series and the comics. And then, like Adam was saying, I had six Trigon portals, each with a numerical marker on the back, to correspond with the numbers I would roll for multiple threads when I have to mark them out. Uh, and then one thing I was going to do that I didn't have time to print up was for like posters and stuff scattered around the ground. I was going to do like Teen Four and like Teen Titans issues. Like, that would be awesome. It. But you still have time. You don't have to stop, bro. You can yeah. make that. Yeah, I'm gonna, like... do, I'm gonna throw those on there. It'll probably come with me for Spring Renegade because I had a lot of fun. Um, for Santa models, I really love the combo of Rebirth, Nightwing, and Red Hood. That uh, Red Hood Rebirth, right? Uh, yes. No, yeah. Yes. Dude, Red Hood Rebirth. 
He does not see enough table time. He's super good. He's just his attack might be one of the bigger attack, bigger than Bane maybe. Like his crowbar has so many rules, and he gets two uh, strength dice on like a three plus crit and on fives of open with blunt two on both. He can go over. And he also has a one-shot gun, so you can smack some guy down, shoot somebody. Shoot him, run in, ammo. and then drop them. Yeah. Especially if you play non-lethal ammo off of it, which I did a couple times. Um, yeah, and then especially the combination of Harden and Kevlar. Because if you can really start pussing with it, especially once he's getting low, you can remove, a da- you can t- remove the damage marker for uh, Kevlar, and then you can use Harden to putz with the- another one. To help deal with how damage is coming in. Uh, other than that, I think one of my MVPs was Raven, uh, who's I think doesn't get looked at a lot because she's a magic user and has no magic, but she has a lot of utility outside yeah. of that. To be honest, because uh, Terra is ridiculous. Terra is ridiculous, and to have that as an automatic effect for successful ranged attacks is ridiculously good. It is a really good way to shut down a lot of crews, especially big, like, scary models like Bane Unleashed. Like, Bane Unleashed isn't very scary when he gets one action. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Except that that action is pushing with his movement. That's <laughs> your story. Circles. You just gotta run in circles and you can still <laughs> be effective. Uh, and then also Painful Empathy is really nice to pull damage markers from her, from friendly models onto herself. You still have regeneration at the end of the round to help mitigate that. But so it's a nice it's a nice way to keep a dude in play like until the end of the round. Especially when he's a lot of stun on them. Pull two sun markers. Waking people up. Yep, that's the other one. It's between. so big just to be like, oh he's KO'd. I take stun off him and they're not KO'd. So I took those three along with Starfire. Yeah. Starfire and Dove in one of my lists, so you have a lot of either moving damage or uh, medic. And just range. so much speed on that crew. Yeah. Like, you you have, can get to wherever you kind of need. You have a backlog, two flyers, and then uh, even Red Hood, who does have the backlog, is moving 13. Right. You are fast. Um, I think those are my three MVPs, and then uh, I was super happy because I got to do, like, like the big thing for me was... How do I do Titans without it being Bat Family and someone had a play date? Um, right. And so I was happy that I got to do that. And it was kind of cool from a modeling perspective that I got to do all of their like older looks. Like I did, I had Nightwing and Red Hood. And then I painted up Raven in her white costume from when the new Teen Titans became the new Titans and after she was free from Trigon's influence. It just like helped tie everything together from like a modeling perspective because that's one thing I really enjoy about the hobby. Is getting to like paint and model things a certain way, especially Definitely. when it's unique. Um, and, and as for the games, I think you're you're probably the champion of most tied games ever in a tournament. Yeah, so I lost my first game, and then I went for the rest of the tournament. I tied with a three point lead, tied with a three point lead, tied with a one point lead. So I was like that close to winning all of them, but like. That was it. Was such a fun day because all of my games were so close, especially going up against Ben's Joker. I think you had the most dramatic moment of any Batman game oh, ever. Yeah. Because what happened? Uh, my goal with that game was Red Hood was going to score, seeking revenge on the Joker. Uh, Nightwing was Nightwing got up from uh, being knocked out round four. Joker came in to fight him. 
he survives the knife attack, but then he gets a uh, suspect marker detonator right behind him and gets dropped. And then Red Hood came in, beat him with the crowbar to score a seeking revenge. I didn't kill him, but it was enough for me to score the car with Red Hood on for, Joker. For, for Jason Todd to crowbar Joker and score his objective while I was kind of like revenging for Nightwing and her. Yeah. Very cool. It was... I could I could be done with the tournament just there, um, because I was like I'm like okay I had my moment, uh, I'm content. That's awesome. It was so much fun. That's awesome, Jason. Uh, so I played Birds of Prey. Uh, I had really one idea with it. I wanted to play Black Canary, so I went two different ways about it. One was just go classic Birds of Prey, Oracle, Black Canary. Uh, now that they just got the new update, they have Hawk and Dove in there and Strix. That pretty much wrote my whole list. Um, I did not test that list at all. I played a similar list against Finia, um, and I was just kind of full-time first game figuring it out. Every game was delayed, so that was like something I kept thinking of. And I, I think it really it doesn't mean every game was delayed. Isn't it? it was no, no, like, no, the event. He, he used the event card delayed. Yeah, and that was just kind of interesting. That Dumb was always running in late. I um, think. I think uh, as a quick side, I think the delayed event is actually like. I've always been a fan. I like it because it's good for your model. Like, it's good to be able to be like, here's a model, here. Like, yeah, you missed one round, but for three rounds, they're in an optimal position. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I carry on. Uh, so that was the idea. Like, kind of knew that was going to be the list I was going to play. The other one was more of the shenanigans. Maybe this can be really good. Maybe it's not. I brought the Ivy with possession. And my God, there's so many possession options. I literally spent forever. Like, what do I take? And I was just like, you know what, we're going to take class, and I'm just going to fill up on tops, and then I want to play Canary, so I wrote the list. I think we, you and I went through a lot of different variations of how do we take possessed models, or like, what like, what are some interesting combinations, or like, what is like the craziest stuff you can come up with? I was really uh, tempted to try and do like the seven hypnotized lists. Yep, I thought that one too. Yeah. Um, we also thought of owls, yeah, now that Strix is on the team. You take three hours of possession, you get protect shadows and an Ivy crew. It could have been crazy. Yeah, and then they've all got the reanimate now, so they're dropping it's, damage, yeah. which is pretty nice. Is Protect the Shadows the one where you can take an effort yep, to cancel the real? That is that one's really shadows. Um, That's like, can be game right. It could be. Oh. We, and I also, of course, I thought of Big Bang Theory in the crew. Just like, they can't die, and also the one resource card to do another resource for free. Uh, Airy 2 is the first one that came to mind because it's a three-pointer. I can't think of any other three-point resource card. It's worth three points. Yes. Because it's, it's a teleport, basically. Yeah, and doing it for free would have been crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if I have any like super standout moments, because all the games felt great. Uh, I kited Bane. So, Black Canary was pretty much about to die. I got first activation. I healed five damage from her, because medical crates plus feel no pain... And then she darted back after screaming at somebody and was like, Dove, you're going to get me for four health. Like, I'm going to be totally fine. Um, then Bane's just like, I have to go after her. And I'm like, great, because I'm going to lose Black Canary. I want you to work for it. And because he was in this weird position on the side of the table, next round he was like, the only thing I can do is maybe go get Cassandra Kane and Oracle sitting in, his, in uh, the opponent's deployment zone. And Exhaustive Planner messed him up. He's spending forever measuring, and I'm just like, sauce planner this. You're going to use that resource to give him plus four movement. He's going to go see this way. That's going to become plus eight. No. 
you're staying here. You're just gonna mess around. Um, there's just some other stuff. I loved Black Henry though. She's really strong. I absolutely adore her. I've said it, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I might have said I really want to play her, but you have, I think. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's one of my favorites. I will get around to playing her ASAP. A fantastic model. I feel like I definitely want to put her with Death Metal Batman because she's like, her new model is like, she's got like the, the rocker jacket and oh, yeah. he's got a guitar. Uh, Make the whole band out of them. Exactly. Do a whole band. Backup singer. All that stuff. For sure. Um, and wouldn't she be great in a, uh, a Team Arrow list? As far as Team Arrow goes, uh, I like Team Arrow. They could, they could do with a couple cheaper models. But her and the new green, like Green Air Rebirth, are a really good combination of both such good models. A combination of one good model. I was just gonna say I, something similar. I, no, Green Arrow Rebirth and the New Heart. We all heard you, Penny. We all heard you. No, but a black. A combination of one good model. She can die quick, so that teamwork might actually really help. Um, I was feeling kind of surprised because you think, you know, from her rep, she's going to be as survivable as my cheaper henchmen. But they're not. Strix is almost unkillable at times uh, <laughs> yeah, with the upgrades. Then Ox, did you have two models of Adaptable? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you buy it? If you can buy Adaptable, you buy it because it's such a bum. Because it lets you tool for whatever you need to do right now. Yeah. You have uh, at least the version of the list that I played against. You had Intel support and then potentially three models with Defense Five. Except when I t- I. Uh, I played you and you, you adapted for like defense and I was like, just do movement. Like you're playing against the Big Bang Theory. Right, we'll, <laughs> Spoiler yeah, up. yeah, no, we'll talk about that later. And so the idea was though, I knew I couldn't kill you. I knew I would need to have higher model count areas. And I'm like, I just can't lose activations and I don't really have a benefit for attacking you to begin with. Um yeah, so, so uh, as I <laughs> as I just kind of alluded to I ran the Big Bang Theory. Um, which what? Was, what? It was a complete joke. Um, my wh- when me and Chris went to LVO, um, I, I won the LVO tournament uh, as we spoke about, and we were sitting in the hotel room directly afterwards. And I was talking about, hey, like I basically I went seven and zero, like I have seven tournament games in a row without losing uh, over the course of LVO. And I said, right, I'm going to do something dumb. I said to Chris, I. Uh, I need a break and do something ridiculous. Yeah, then, you want to do something really powerful like Watchmen. I didn't you want to step back and I, tone exactly. It down. And that's yeah. true. I actually was like, I want to tone it down a little bit. And I, we were talking about Joker potentially. Yep. And me doing a fun Joker list. We tested Two Face for you. We tested Two Face, but I just didn't enjoy it. Like, if I'd enjoyed it, I'd be fine with running Two Face, but I just didn't enjoy the experience. But 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 when I was sitting with Chris, just a light bulb went off, and I was like, Big Bang. I have the Big Bang Theory models. They're unpainted, they haven't even been opened. And I just said to him, sight unseen, I'm, that's what I'm doing, right? I was just like... In an attempt to have a just crappy joke deck. You didn't do so good at that part of it. <laughs> it turns out the Big Bang Theory are good. <laughs> really, really good. Um, they're definitely not an auto win, and I'll go into... I want to go into a little bit as to what I think could be done against them. Yeah. Um, so, but let's just start off, obviously. Obviously, it's a set crew. Um, so there's no there's no variations there, um, but essentially what happened when I was playing is because they quote unquote can't be killed. Like when you kill them, you just move them within four; they drop all damage. Um, but they do count as being KO'd or killed for the purposes of traits, 
objective cards, and so on. Um, but it became a, a case of people thinking they couldn't be killed, so not trying to kill them. Yep. Um, and I think that's the trap. They're very easy to kill. They're pretty much entirely defense 3, and most of them are endurance 5. Um, if you kill them, you get to push them around, and you essentially want to send out some people just to harass them and just keep pushing them while you do whatever you need to do. Not By not attacking me, you give me carte blanche just to walk... I was just walking next to Bane or, or, you know, whoever, being like, yeah, okay, whatever. Because I know that you're... I'm being so nonchalant that you're not bothering. Uh, I will put in a couple things. They they have a lot of really high willpower. So Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, if you're a crew that has mostly sun damage, you're going to have a lot harder time. Than You'll hit them easy, though. Also, with the fact that when you come back, you have no damage on you versus Archie having well, like one removed. You yeah. remove one, uh, I think you, yeah, you remove one for Archie and he has moved four inches. Was yep. there ever a time where you didn't take three effort? Almost never. Because you can afford to just effort. Yeah. And in fact, one of, one of my favorite plays was with Zack, the Superman character. Um, there's a card in your deck that basically says if he gets KO'd, you score the card and it's three points. So I would effort him always up to five of his six. Because then someone would only need to put one in on him and I score a card. And I, he just gets moved four. Big whoop. Um, but yeah, there's essentially what... Uh, another thing I think what kind of led to me uh, winning was uh, just people being unfamiliar with the deck. You know, you don't know what you're going up against. Um, if people knew the deck and that crew was played more, it would obviously not be as much of an issue. It wouldn't be as big of a swing. I think a couple of us uh, Friday night sat down and did our homework flipping through the app, but even reading it once or twice over is not the same as seeing it in play. Exactly. You can read anything. Uh, you ha- and, and I didn't actually play any practice games. I played one game um, against Stefan, but it was just a very casual game. So it, it wasn't a case of I knew going in that it would all come together. I knew the cards were good. I knew the abilities were good. Um, but honestly, I still felt that many of my opponents could have beaten me, honestly. Um, I just had to engineer it where they, they did. Me and Jason had a very close game. Yeah. Um, me and Richard had a pretty close game. Um, my last opponent, Brian and I, um, it was a close game. I managed to uh, just get the machine going right in the last turn, which kind of really ticked me over. So there was there were close games there, definitely. Um, I just think you have to bully that crew, and they score mostly off of basically getting their suspects near to your suspects and doing weird stuff with them. So you just have an owl crew, I think, would wreck them, because once a model's marked as prey, even if you kill it, it's still prey. So you pick Raj, or whoever their weakest model is, yeah. and then all, your whole crew just bullies that model. And the boss is still really easy to kill, and I don't believe there's any way to move damage around that crew. No, not at all. There's, there's no damage moving, there's no like scheming stuff, there's no nothing like that. So it's doable. Uh, again, it's uphill against Big Bang Theory. They are a great crew, and they're probably too strong. Probably. But another crew that would be really good into them would be Freeze. 
Because you're dealing a lot of blood damage that they can't remove. You're dealing a lot of blood damage. You're take that they're not they're not a fast crew. Most of them are eight. One of them is six. They're not going to get to your suspects. They you, can't get anywhere. If you get them cold, yeah, exactly. And if and they're going to have a tough time with frozen suspects as well because they need to spend two to reveal yeah, anything. Yeah, and some of them have a lot of actions. Like I put terror two on. Uh, Howard, Howard is the king of having all the actions. Howard is was my MVP in all honesty because he had the ability to. He has handyman, and he has and I I completely forgot about one of his rules as well, which is when a when an enemy model places a suspect within eight inches of him, he gets to put a suspect down as well in contact with that, which is stupid of me. But regardless, he has the ability to run around, drop suspects, then reveal them himself. So basically, you can run up to an opponent suspect, drop the the robot, which is like the Joker teeth, reveal it yourself so it blows up. And the the condition is if if the template goes over any enemy suspects or any other suspects, you score. Yeah. So he was just a mobile, I'm going to score three points, I'm going to score three points. And people just let him do it. Yeah. If it, if I was playing against the Big Bang Theory and he ran up and did it once, I'm not leaving that suspect there. Because if, if he stands there, he scores nine points. He's like, oh, I'll do it again, I'll do it again. That's what I did against you. Yeah. He just left it there and I was in the alleyway just going, blow it up, blow it up. And I think that's hard for crews that need to have suspects out, like... League of Assassins, Titans. It's yes. also just, and this can be said for any crew, the first time you play them, they're going to be Yeah, exactly. New thing. Exactly. That's something that seems valid. Every release, correct me if I'm wrong, we've pretty much been like, oh my god, this is the most broken thing ever. This is the most broken thing ever. This is the most broken thing ever. <laughs> and going back sometimes, like, I haven't played Birds in a bit. I'm like, well, that's crazy. But then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, probably some tweaks to nerf it a little bit. But honestly, I'm, I'm not cakewalking people. Yeah, sweat. I'm yep. like, oh man. Yeah, honestly, I was the same way. I wasn't under any illusions. Of, oh, I'm here and I'm going to win every game I play. You know, like I sweated against Jason. Like he was scoring his deck. We had like stuff going on. Same as Rich. He always like pushes me yeah. to a point where I'm like, I have to play good. Yeah, it's um, your a game or a loss with Richard. Exactly. So Jason's point. I think like one good example is Freeze. Like Freeze fell. Busted strong the first game. When you first look and you play, but again, it's just a case of it's new. I think they're. I still think they're a really strong deck, but it's a case of at this point, I I have a better idea of how to play. You learn how to play them against them exactly. Yeah, and And even I think Joker is one of the strongest uh, decks in the game. It's it's the ceiling that troubles you, in my opinion. I've always I'll always say that, and I've said it many times. I've played so much birds and. Consistently gave the forty fives with with the deck I had today. That's kind of where he sits. Uh, yes. The thing is, though, I think Bird's just you're a lot smaller. Like you're doing high shenanigans, but right. doing that, I did think I got as quick enough for my high score. Um, and and I would say also with uh, the Big Bang Theory is obviously they have three 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 point character cards, yep. which obviously brings your your ceiling way up. Yeah, and it's so. a set list, so you're pretty much always taking them. Right, exactly. Um, you, you could take My list, I only had one character. Um, and some of those wins were kind of hard to score. Uh, yeah, I right. think every game I was able to score my character card, but I had to work towards it. And I always ended up having, once I hit eight suspects, I'm like, you're not removing my suspects. And you kind of need you to because I need to place more to score my cards. I think what was important, um, and this is how I feel, and I don't know how my opponent feels, and Jason and Finian both played me to, uh, 
Jason played me during the tournament, and Finian played me after, uh, after the tournament. So I'm going to just throw something out there, and I want to see how you honestly feel about it. And you can reply as honestly as you want. The Big Bang Theory is very strong. Maybe bordering on OP, but it just depends on if more people play here. Um, but I don't think that they're a feel-bad crew. They, they don't, like, just stop you having fun at the table. They don't do anything where it's just like, I can't do anything about this. Because you, is that something you would agree with or not? You let me know your actual thoughts, because they're retired now. Like, they're gone, yeah. I'll never, I won't play them again, ever. I would agree. They don't feel bad as in the, oh, I don't do something. I think there are some things in this game that, thankfully, I don't think anyone's actually brought to a tournament that are feel bad. Uh, triple searchers. I've thought about engineering uh, free agent scarecrow with Joker. Uh, just because you can kind of control the dice results. Same with uh, Two-Face, even. And just being like, oh, Terra 2. Oh, but also, I'm going to make that into a 6, and you're just dead. Like, that's, oh, hey, my really expensive model, you just got past all my traits, and you removed And it's just dead. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't really think of a lot of other feel-bad There are stuff out there. There are. Some yeah. There's stuff, stuff you can do. There's yeah. definitely some combinations with Red Rain. Um, but I would have to agree with Jace, like, Joker's a deck, like I said, bring up Joker because I think it's a really hard deck to stop, and a lot of times it's not fun to play against because it feels like, at least in my experiences, it feels like I can't do anything to stop what's happening. Like, I can mitigate it, but it's just, it's the, it's going to steamroll me no matter what. Big Bang Theory, I was complete, I, like, I was consistently getting my ass kicked, but it felt like there, like I could pick my battles, and there were certain things I could stop. Like you had the, it's, it's Kaito that you wanted the, them to be KO, right, or casually. Ah, uh, they want to not be casually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that one where you don't want to be KO or casually. Isn't there one that you want that? Like, yeah, well, Zach. Yeah, when yeah. they die. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. There is one card though that actually I think could be considered a feel bad, and that was Sheldon's thing. hundred percent. Just I because it's so. Oh, everybody on the it's table. It's so moves. strong. Um, like, I would have planned things differently if that was different. I, because I basically tried having three models camp for your deployment, just hoping that you would let me have one of them at least, and I kind of needed to because I was like, oh, you're just going to sit there and I'm too slow and I just, I don't want to leave it where I only have one model just barely in the deployment and you'd be like, no, you're not. I'm like, great, that's a plant, I can't move it, we're actually doing shenanigans too. Um, so, you know, there's some stuff there. And actually, Birds. Birds probably has to feel my moments. Uh, my first opponent, Tucker, uh, who... He got very... Um, yeah, I... I, 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 it, I think it was disheartening for him, some of the stuff. But, but that was because, again, it, it was a case of... It's the same as my Big Bang Theory. It was new to you guys, whereas yeah. that was new to him, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, coming in where every crew is new is a... That's the roughest spot it'll ever yeah. be for you. Yes. Especially with all these decks. Because if you started a start third, all the decks came out, you know, or even if you're in second, it's or like, even in second, whatever. if you start in second, you you have the benefit of every, all the objective is the same. Yeah, and then you transition third, and you're like, that okay, was, now we learn this. That yep. was my challenge. Was uh, I came at the beginning of third, took a lot of time off because of COVID, like we weren't playing for COVID, and then coming back, everything Jason played was new to me. Everything was like, at least like, I love playing Jason, but there's definitely the curve of like, I don't know what I'm going up against. And like, even a crew like Soldier of Fortune, which I love to play against Soldier of Fortune now, 
but even they felt like super difficult. Because yeah, I, I played I, I played against Richard's Soldiers of Fortune at the 250 at Renegade, and he like I would say we're both good players. Like we're both very competitive and good players, yeah. and he stomped me. And, and the reason he stopped me is because I hadn't ever played soldiers before, and I hadn't bothered to take a look at their deck. So I had no, I had no clue. So to chime on to that, why we think Joker's so strong? Everyone's like, oh, it's so easy. It's every crew feels strong. Joker's the one. Once you learn it, you still like, oh, there just isn't much you can do there. Breeze, Bane, every other crew. Oh, there's an answer. You know, usually it's the phase one cards. Uh, like, I there should be no answer to Joker for Manic. Uh, yeah, and I think but, that's but I get it. It's like, when I play Chris, me and I, I'm lucky enough, obviously, I play a lot of games against Chris and Joker for the majority of that. So I have to just learn. I've become like this weird Zen thing where I'm like, just let it happen. Yeah. Yep. I just let it happen and I'm like, I know he, he I know his ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let that happen. My job is to make my ceiling, like, sure, I get higher. That's a, yep. a similar thing I, I'm starting to get with it, where it's it's not necessarily a Zen thing, but it's basically, like, treading water kind of deal. Like, I don't have, like, I don't, ha- I can't let myself get psyched out by how much he's scoring. I just have, more than anything, more than outscoring, more than anything else, for me, it's about keeping pace and just trying to keep up. Like, if I can do that, I'll count as a win. Um... And the other thing with Joker is Chris has conditioned me that anytime I reveal suspect, something is happening. Yeah, um, anytime. Yeah. And when I played Ben, he didn't take the exploding teeth, and nope. so uh, I needed I needed to score a comb through everything. Um, I went in for them. First one, first one goes off on me. I forget what the other one that. Uh, so long it's been it. a gas. Yeah. Yep. When they reveal one of yours or you reveal one of theirs, either one is is a trigger. Yeah, so I reveal it and it does it. I'm like, okay, that's what I expected. Like, something had, I need to score mine, but it's fine if he scores his. I reveal the second one and I'm like, what the hell's going to happen? And then he looks at his hand and I'm, I'm like, there has to be something. It's always something. And there's nothing there. That was scarier for me than, <laughs> uh, than someone's been a gas or exploding teeth going off. Just, there is nothing. You're like, wait, nothing is happening? What are you building to? Yeah. Uh, what is going on that you didn't score a card here? <laughs> What's worse than the known things? <laughs> the unknown. But yeah, as, as uh, Chris had, had said earlier, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a win for me. I I went um, four and zero, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. You know, like I said, I'm retiring the Big Bang Crew. I don't need to play them again. It's not. I'm not the guy that is like, oh, that's what I'm using every tournament now because I am known for playing a different crew every event, and I will continue to do that. There'll never be an event where I play the same crew twice. Uh, I'm going for Bat Family next for CERN, um, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I just really want to play Batmite as my drone, because I would just like to have a Bat Family list with a little Batmite on the board. You know, to talk about Batman, I actually almost played Zeranar Batman in Batmite, because he's not a legend anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was going to have my Batmite on a plate stand, so it was like hovering in the air, and I was just going to make just make it all Psycho Batman. Uh, I didn't do it. I got it from Stefan, though, so that might come in the future. I don't know yet. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but I have a few other... I want to run OC in an actual in-person tournament. I've done them a lot on a tabletop simulator. Definitely. I, I would love to see that, because I have run OC in a tournament as well, and I quickly came to the conclusion, and it's not the right conclusion. It's just my opinion. Um, so I'm not saying it's right or wrong. My opinion is that they're, they're a great faction, they have a great deck, but their deck um, struggles a little in the competitive scene. 
because it relies a fair amount of their cards rely on the opponent to do things and obviously in any competitive game around the world the less interaction you can have which sounds boring but it isn't always it just means you don't want your opponent you don't want your cards have to rely on your opponent to do things really Willie does pretty well with them. Yeah. I think uh, Seven said he had, it was like 669 casualty points. He basically killed two whole crews. Hell yeah. Over the course of the tournament. From the little I know, and I played him once when I was doing two-face, I think we think of OC differently. Because I would just be like, I want all these resource points, and I just want to have shenanigans. Like, my crew is so fast because I'm cycling that deck. That had like seven or eight resource points. I ran, I'd love to see yeah, it, honestly. Falcon's resource is amazing. And then you push it back out. It's like, okay, moving two small six inches, we'll move another two small six inches. This is happening, this happening, you're moving eight inches. Let's do that all again. Uh, yeah. I ran Lex and Talia for one of the leagues. You have so much funding and so many resources and like so much scheming. It is amazing to play. Like, Funding is never going to be an issue no. for you, and also you have five resources, which it isn't seven, but it's not still, seven. But so. fun, any crew that's sitting at five resources, I think, is doing pretty well for themselves. Oh, definitely. That that can go up against the three satchelists and be like, I still have two. Yeah. <laughs> once and once I get you with the sniper, oh, I'll move Tim Drake eight inches sniper. <laughs> Uh, I will say OC could be interesting in a two list format because those two lists, even with the same deck. Could look very different from each other. It, like that is the, the, it, the OC crew is the most varied crew because the bosses, the way the OC is built, is they're built for the bosses to kind of give their personality to their crew. Yep. So there's a you know there's a very interesting way of building. Ventriloquist versus could, Lex Luthor is a huge difference. Dude, Lex Luthor Black Mask. Like yeah. Lex Luthor is all about control and like buffing, and Black Mask is just about like putting damage out there. Yeah. It's yeah. so different. I think it's a real mistake to think of OC as one crew when really there's so many OCs. So you could It's like a blanket heading for Black Mask, you know, Falco and Maroni, Ventriloquist. It's yeah, so I, I almost think it's apples to oranges when one person loves OC, one person hates OC, that they're not talking about the same OC. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's interesting to see what could be. It'd be interesting to run an OC only tournament. Oh, just geez. see all the different <laughs> ideas. And Especially you still get a ton of Eternals. Uh, being able to take Commissioner Lowe. Yeah. Face. Yeah. It would be wild. It'd be a fun thematic tournament as well. We all have to wear suits, though. Yeah, and everyone wears suits. <laughs> yeah. And then you get Spice of Power. You have the the Zaz Award and then Best Dress. Those are right. the. Yes. There's first place and the, uh, the Zaz Award for most Killius and then Best Dress. It's uh, so and show up with like one of those like cartoonishly long uh, cigars. Yeah, yeah, my um, violin case. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. your crew in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, that that was the tournament essentially. Uh, um, I, I now have LVO and Adepticon under my belt. So Renegade is next up. I'm the second place champion. Damn right, yeah. yeah. And you best know, painted and and nicest guy. We're all winners. Everyone here, here is a winner. Um, speaking of winners, um, prize pool was fantastic this year. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we uh, kind of give an idea of what we got? Chris, we'll start with you. I know you walked away with a pretty good haul. Yeah, yeah. I um, I had a few blisters, but my big takeaways were the back to Gotham starter box and the the court, the you know on the chair. Yeah, the core oh. valve leader. Yep. 
And I, I, I'm not just a jerk taking the, the back of Gotham starter. You can probably all uh, ascertain that I, I already have it, but I'm trying to get a buddy in, and he needs he needs a Batman crew. So it's kind of get, get him a, a, a foot in the door and hopefully continue. Yeah, that's super awesome. And obviously that, you know, the, the Batman ticket for the event was $6. Yep. And you got a back to Gotham starter box. You got the core. And you got a handful of other blisters. A couple of blisters, yeah. And some terrain. And yeah, it was... it <laughs> Ticket price to uh, to price a bar, this is probably some of the most nuts yeah. for yeah. me. I think, I think anytime you see a back to, start, back to Gotham star set in a prize pool, grab it because it's a good way. To, because it's like something you get for free. And if someone you know wants to get into the game, just give them a crew out of it. I almost like, did. I saw some new faces, though, and I was just like, you know, I, they're already invested. They don't have it. Yeah, like, we we were adamant that Tucker had to go home with an objective deck box. Yep. Um, just so he had, like, since Anna, between that and the Back to Gotham set, he now has everything he needs to play with it. Yeah, and Brian walked with, like, a full Bane crew, right? Yeah. He, he got the Overdrive box, he got Bane Unleashed, mm-hmm. and he got the Bird and Merc set. Like, He's ready to go. He's ready to go with a new crew. That's crazy. Uh, man, I got just a bunch of models I've always wanted, but never actually wanted to buy from Night. Like uh, Catman. I did okay, that LVO. I never will buy it, and I want it. I'll uh, like Catman, Lobo. Uh, I did want Batgirl, but, you know. Uh, I got, like, the crate that Seven had there. Some nice terrain. I feel like there's another model, too. Punchline. And it, all of it was more than my actual ticket cost, and I think the important thing with Adepticon as an event, if you want to come next year... We only have one uh, day of Batman. Maybe we'll have more in the future. Stefan is aiming for two days of Batman like, next year. And it still gives you time if you want to do another tournament a day before or the day after. Most like, most of you guys did the Kill Team event Friday. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Stefan both and Willie did the Kill Team event, which was a lot of fun on Friday. If it was two days of Batman, I would probably just do the two. Three days of gaming in a row is a bit much for me. I could definitely do it, but I kind of want to do other stuff as well. Like, getting to sit down and record today, like, it's super enjoyable to be with you guys. Actually shop at the vendors. Getting yeah. to look around yeah. and stuff and do some shopping. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I probably actually came out of the, the, you, you with the least really prices. Well. But you had a lot of... I'm really excited to see what you do with what you got, is the thing. Well, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I believe you, you were the one who gave uh, Tucker the jacket deck, right? Yes. You did that on your pick, so, yeah. you know... Add that objective the deck to your prize pool. Sure, yeah. I, I say I'm the nice player. I mean, I mean, Adam will whoop your ass, but then he'll give you uh, the objective deck. Hey, man, I bought you dinner before I fucked yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, isn't this the other way around? Yeah. Normally, you buy you buy him dinner after, but I bought you dinner before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a consolation dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did end up getting both Viking Batman and Bat-Hound. Which is, I was just super stoked about. I can't wait to get them painted up. I'll post pictures on the Discord and, and everywhere as soon as I do because they're just super crisp sculpts, really beautiful. The material is actually different to what we've had recently. It's a lot is firmer. It, is it a different like, mix of CO cast? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's CO cast is the most recent, which isn't as bendy, so it, it is, I would say, quote unquote, prone breaking, but it's not like the second edition. So it has a little flex. To I was it. I c- you couldn't bend the stuff, but it has give. The I, million dollar question: Can you file the the edges? You can both run a exacto back the back of an exacto knife down an edge to get rid of a mold line, and you can file it. Perfect. 
I was talking to um, uh, Miniac Scott because he got a bunch of CoCast uh, tests for when he was doing his Kickstarter. And what he was explaining that I didn't realize is CoCast has a lot of like versatility to it depending on the mix. So like what we were seeing early on from like Warlord Games, Nine Miles, and a lot of the other manufacturers is they were going very heavy into like, I don't know what the mix is, but they're going into it a way where it's like very soft and it's very rubbery. I think what we're starting to see now is like a couple of different mixes depending on your product. And also, like, the pushback from that and getting a little bit harder materials that are easier to work with. Because especially those Warlord uh, resin minis early on with CoCast, you can't do anything with them in order to do cleanup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Knives just bounce off them. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, that we, we all, I also uh, came away with the Mantic Walking Dead prison set, the tower in the prison, because I'm building for November Renegades. I'm building a Santa Prisca board. Um, I'm building like the ruined prison that Bane was held in, um, just for something different. I got um, I got a map from Maps by Mars. It's like a, a forest overgrown like um, city type thing, and I'll, I have a bunch of prison terrain that I'm gonna put on it just to have something weird and not Gotham City. Like, you need so. a few Ocitos. Oh yeah, I got I have little Ocitos that are gonna go places, and yeah, I'm gonna do some. Bane style graffiti. You could do some cool. I wonder if you find some like creepy looking bats to hang around. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a resin printer. I'm sure I can find stuff like that. I, I print up anything. Trucks full of venom. Yes, definitely. I'm gonna do a room with a bunch of like venom canisters in. Is this gonna be the first Batman board with actual trees? Yeah, I mean, I have uh, aquarium plants and stuff already that I'm gonna uh, matte varnish, just because anything that's super shiny just doesn't look. Real yeah. in scale. It looks out of scale yeah. completely. I've, yeah. Uh, are you, do you want to talk about your crate ideas? No. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about my child crates. <laughs> my crate's full of children. Oh, yeah. Best so not to mention those child crates. Right. Well, we're looking at being uh, about an hour I'm late here. I'm going to talk about mine. Your prizes? Yeah. You desperately need to talk about I want to talk about my prizes. I got... I mean... I do it! Talk about. Uh, I walked away with... I got a new Nightwing because I I was trying to loan one out, but it wasn't paid, so I had to use my uh, Renegade prize Nightwing, which I luckily brought with. Uh, but now I have the new Rebirth one. I'm super excited about that. I think I want to try and get the like Teen Titans T from Deathstroke and have it mounted on that rather than like hanging down from the pillar. That would be interesting. Um, yeah. See how that works. The yeah. Problem, like the only problem is the right hand is mounted on the. You'd have to cut it out. Yep. Yeah. Or find a new another hand for him. Um, I got that. I got Rebirth Harley, which I'm, I want to do as a comic book enchantress, just by swapping the colors out. Mm -hmm. um, I got uh the clock king which i'm super excited about because my brother and i grew up on brave and bold so it's like sure. all of those silver age characters and so like when they showed him off we were both really excited and anytime i pick up the online exclusives at a tournament i'm really excited um i got some crates some old freeze markers that i can use for frozen suspects and then i got rachel ghoul which wasn't one i would get out going get for myself but it was like left in the prize pool when we went around honestly though like where, where you were with your painting like a year ago at Renegade to where you are with your painting now, the latest stuff that you showed me when we played our, our pickup game, 
like I'm very excited for you to just have that model and yeah, do it. Try try some stuff out with it. It's gonna be a really fun display piece to paint. Yeah, uh, and like that's what I like. I'm looking at it. I don't. I mean, I've had fun with League, but I don't know how much I want to. I'd want to do League, and how much I need to like. I need to set out to complete like having everything painted. I have the options, so I think he'll be more fun for me as. I'm gonna look at this not like I need to put them in a crew, but look at it like I want to do a display piece with it, or like Absolutely. paint it opposite towards that level. Or like That's how these models should be at times. Yeah, especially yeah, exactly. the big bosses with the scenes. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Is like I'm not looking at them like gaming pieces necessarily. I'm looking at them like this is a tiny statue that, and like that's why I love things like the giant base on Two Face. Because it's, it's also so it's like yeah, it's a statue essentially. You know it's. It's a mini display piece. Who mentioned Black Mask and Scorching Scene? Oh my god, yeah, like Black Mask one is amazing. I didn't even do that one because I did the court and I chopped the court guy's yep, head off yep. and put yeah. Black Mask. So he's sitting with his legs crossed with his Which hands. Which is still super cool. Speaking yeah, it's of very court, Black Mask. One of the best ones I've seen is someone magnetized everything on it. So when they take uh, damage from suspects seeing you revealed, you remove a court member. And then the last oh, so it's one, two, yep. three, so four. The That's three so behind, clever. There's the three, and then when the boss dies, you take the boss out of the chair, or you take the chair off of it. Nice. That's very cool. Would not have thought of that. Yes. I have a court scene at home. And I think they... And I have Magnus at home. I think I'm going to do that. They that might have had so to put clever. the old one on. I'm trying to think there's five or only four members on the base. There's four members. Is that, do they have five they endurance? Five endurance. I so, just put like a cow on his lap. Or yeah, or you could put the old old one that no one uses anymore. Yeah, right. Because yeah, they got the old ones got basically got their rules got folded into the court. Pretty much. Yeah, that's a super cool. Like, I love it when we when we get together and have these little ideas. Yeah, because I love that. Like I gave you the ideas from the from Doctor Manhattan markers, just based yeah. off of like I was thinking about one day after one of our games, and I was like, well, like to bring it full circle, it'd be amazing. Yeah, they're five endurance, so you have to add one. Well, no, you or, just make the chair yeah, magnetized, so you take them all out, and it's just the chair, it's just the last one. The true that feels appropriate. Yeah, that feels appropriate for the well, court. You, you, you take the chair, chair. You take, all you could do is take an, uh, an extra owl marker and like um, drill it and perch it onto the chair, as if there's an owl there as well, so then the yeah. owl's one that can go. This, like, this is, why, this is what got, like, this is why I get excited about it. I was like, I was like do I want to bring Penguin again and, like, gun to that top spot? Or do I want to bring something like super fun and thematic? And I was like, I was originally going to do Doom Patrol on like similar board, and then I, uh, I was I want to put like, a lot of fun, a lot of love into the strange things happen markers. Like Dan from the source was going to uh, help me find some old Malfoy models, like the the puppets um, or like the marionettes. Mm-hmm. So you had something that's like suitably like creepy and like. It's not like horror, like in like a demon or something, but it may, it's like uncomfortable and it's creepy looking, which I really wanted to do. But based off of our game, it, it was not, it did not go well for me. And then when I told you yeah. I could score through Titans, you're like, why the fuck do you not play this? Yeah. Or or even Penguin. It's just yeah. like, yeah. why usually you can't score off of I originally, one of my lists I sent to Stefan, my bird, bird part was going to have a, a plant in there. I had 14 points down. And I really thought of just taking a marker. Now, are you guys familiar with uh, Oracle in the comics, where she has like that 3D screen look of her face, which is oh sure with all the impression, yeah. yeah. And it's the Disruptor plant. I'm like, that's that's what that is. It's just another Oracle point. It's the side monitor. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, awesome. Those little things you can do, like, and that's why I love about the community is like for everyone that is competitive, 
they all are still painting their models. Yes. They're creating crews that are a theme. They're adding little touches to the bases. There's models. very little grey at the competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, my other list that I played against you, you're the one who got to play against it. I was going to play it a little more, and I wanted to get um, like green little rope, and I was going to put all the vegetation on it, and I was just going to wrap my cops in it. I didn't want to do anything yeah. permanently, because I was like, I'm still going to use them in everywhere else, but just wrap the rope on, you're possessed now. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely finished them up the night before I came, so I didn't do that, but <laughs> so many options. Yeah, so it's going to be a good time. We're, we're almost getting it now, but I would love to know from all of you guys um, what you are thinking of for the next tournament you go to. I think I think almost all of us have... I'm definitely going to Spring Renegade. I think, Chris, you're definitely going. Yeah, I'm definitely going. I think it's tentative on YouTube right now just to see yeah. how things shake out. Yeah, but if you were... Like, let's talk about, like, Ivor, obviously, I'll start. I've said I, I'm doing a bad family list. I'm not going to say exactly what it is because... I don't. I like to. Yeah. I, I like to think of my list and, and bring it and be like, "Hey, this is my list." That's part of the fun. Is everyone has like a vague idea of what they're going against, but there's definitely a shock and awe factor when you get to the tournament the day of, and you're you guys, get to see all of the different things. Yeah, and kind of like measure yourself up against like what everyone else is bringing. Don't do that because every crew works differently. Exactly. One thing I've learned in this game is like this tournament is the best. I've, I don't think I've ever ran a six miles. Unless it was like Bat Family. Um, that's all different. And just, I'll lose a model. I'm like, oh god, it's over. It's like, no, it's not. Exactly. It's like, I played Chris at LBO, Chris Horst, and I killed Comedian, was able just to take out Green Arrow of me. I sewered, I gunned him down, and he was like, I'm done. And I was like, nah, you're not done. And he was like, yeah, I'm done. And we played on, and his machine started going, and it was close as hell. I mean, I, I did still end up winning, obviously, but he wasn't done by any stretch of the imagination. This game always let, lets you try. The, yeah, I had a similar game against Seth in the summer. He was helping me test out uh, Justice Society, like, cards and deck that I had written. And it was a case of turn two, his Soldiers of Fortune dropped me at, like, partway by partway through to just Black Canary. And so it was movie Black Canary running around, cycling the deck, scoring what she could, um, and I still ha like I was able to maintain a lead um, up until partway through round four when I got a table. <laughs> but it was just a case of like it's not over yet um, until the canary screams. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. not it's not over until the black canary screams. Yeah, and like you, that this is uh, I got tabled against Willie, but it was just like there there's enough going on throughout that game that. I we ended with a uh, one-point difference. See? And, and it was in your favor as well. Yeah. So, yeah, anything can happen. And what about you? Just trying to, to see what you can pull out in a situation like that to make you that much more confident of what you can do next time with your whole crew. Exactly. To see what one model can really pull for just a couple guys left. Uh -oh. And it, it'll impress you. Yeah. It definitely makes you appreciate the value of that particular model. Absolutely. Because I'll look at them and I'm, I think more like, oh, the crazy shenanigans I can do with this resource card. That's how I think of the game. What resources can let the screw do? And when you start losing models and losing resource points, you just smush everything down and be like, what is the core and how does this really work? Like, Dub, what do I have to do? Yeah. Like, now, now the shit's hit the fan, what do I have to do? The forced creativity will take you places where planning on your full 350 points, never would. Yeah. 
Uh, you'll you'll find things, and you'll find like like I said, like the Howard interaction of uh, him having enough abilities to like drop and then remove and score that. It's not. I hadn't even considered that's how to play. I was con- my first game. I was letting the team, like the robot run around and hoping I would get something. And I was like, why am I doing this? I have a way to engineer it. Yup. And it came out of the desperation of it just keep not happening. I had the same thing happen with Raven. I brought her for the Terra 2. Right. Uh, anything else after that is bonus, but especially having been throwing, what was really nice was I could use her to mitigate damage and rely on that regeneration to help her. Because she was able to walk up, remove two markers from a friendly model who's like on the ropes, and give him a fighting chance to stay in the game and not get knocked out or uh, become a casualty. Extending the life of your first. Yeah, which was huge for me, especially against Joker and against Ben. Like, it it kept Red Hood in there a lot longer than he And then he was able to crowbar Joker. Yeah. Chris, plans for Spring Renegade? Um, I'm not. Nothing set in stone, but uh, I have recently started looking at Cobra Cult with some uh, enthusiasm. So <laughs> you've got some hype about you. Yeah, yeah, some some cool stuff in there. I'm liking the look of. So maybe we'll see them. Yeah, that would be awesome. What about you? Uh, I think I want to refine Titans because I was just like so close with it. I agree. And I think the other thing from a like modeling perspective is I may I may keep the Trigon portals. I may go in on theme run uh, Titans hunt. Um, so I like I randomly realized if I wanted to do thematic like classic Titans rather than like lean into that family, I could convert. Rebirth Red Hood into Deathstroke be appropriate for that story. I have uh, I have some other models that can work to help fill out the roster from that story. And then I mean I got the new Nightwing, so I can do either the Nightfall costume or I'm really tempted to convert it to see if I can convert up the disco suit. Yellow, the yellow, blue, the high collar, high collar, yellow, blue. It looks like one of the. It looks like either Ace or Gary. Uh, which you don't know. But. Yeah, and then... They're the not funny knows. anymore. They can't be funny anymore. I, not may, I may swap out suspect markers to do, uh, like, uh, test tubes with, like, the wildebeest, like, experiments in them. Um, but I really, I really like what... I really like the list. I'm really happy with the panning on them. Vinian, all your suspects should just be disco balls. It's just, like, like, actual, like, you're going to the club. Oh, this one's a disco ball. This one's the mini bar. This one's like just the floor battered. And like, this is go out loud. You know, yeah. yeah. Sound system, go out. You got Disco Nightwing. You got like DJ Red Robin. I don't know what else. God. Jason, what about you? What's your next? You know, honestly. Where are you going next? I'm never sure. Uh, I literally You're like me. You play something different I every do, single time. I do. Time. And I always figure it out like a day or two before the event. That's why I'm usually the last to submit list. Um. No testing on my part. I want to play Catman. I think he's really strong. Uh, and I tend to always bring a free agent in my tournaments. I, I don't think that the I really... Okay, maybe I'm strong, but you know what I mean. No, I was going to say not strong. I, I really appreciate using a tournament to stress test a new free agent. Yeah. Like, because um, it's something you don't get in casual games. Like, if you... There's often... Like, I really want to play Black Canary, and I haven't played her, and I know she's good. But I think if I brought her to a tournament, it really just four games, 
shows me what she can do. You get four you opponents against four different crews, so you get to see, like, if you're just playing one regular opponent, are you playing several crews as opponents consistently? Mm-hmm. You're only seeing uh, certain That one play it. style as well. Like, yeah. The way that person plays. And I think especially with something like Adepticon or Renegade, get to see how the different metas like collide and merge and so you don't just see like even within like the Twin Cities there's probably a very specific play style compared to uh, exactly yeah Vegas or because we because like although we're our own people because we play each other so consistently we kind of develop this kind of like weird like group because we are metering into each other yeah so we develop like this weird group gameplay system and as soon as you get out of that, it's very refreshing to be like, oh, I see, like, Chris and Stefan and Willie will all play OC, and they'll all play them similarly because we've bounced off each other. And we've but if I come with OC... But if I then play Jason, I'm like, oh, Jason doing something so different. And that might happen. Yeah. O- I'm debating between OC and Owls. I think those are the two that yeah, I'm you got to bring Joe Chill. And OC, the best yeah. model. Okay. It's actually not bad for 24. Oh, no, no, Metro's Malone. <laughs> yeah, there's Matches Malone as well. He, he's a free, hey, I, well, I've already played no, Matches Malone in a tournament, guys. Um, that was second edition. No, no he, he brought I him played, I played oh. him in for Renegade. Oh, you did? Yeah, in Two Face. Because well, we can. I, you guys can listen to the arcade files if you want to hear that. You talk about Two Face? I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he, he really can get you a lot of resources if everything goes right. Like pretty much just a limited resources. Excellent. Well, uh, we're probably about there, I think. I think so. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys all had a really great time at the Renegade. Uh, the, I keep saying Renegade now, it's in my head. I did Adepticon. Yeah. I did Adepticon. I, one very last thing I'm going to ask you is, would you go to Adepticon again, and would you recommend it to Batman players to go to? Yes. I'm an hour away, so of course. I mean, yes, everybody should come. Uh, I still miss Andrew and those guys from Canada. It was worth the flight to come here. And if anyone else is considering flying, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Come, come visit, come play. You'll have a good time. We all. It's not just a tournament because, you know, it's not like we play our games, we go home. Yeah, like we, we hang out, we, we go for dinner. Friday night, like we, we set up and we were at TGI Friday for like three hours. Yeah. And. I don't know. As fun as the tournament was, I would I would say that was, like getting dinner with you guys was just as much fun. That was and entirely too much fun to be had at a DJ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That we were interest. almost crying to, to how much we were laughing. <laughs> I choked on my drink on a, at a couple times. I'm told um, it was better than Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely better than Wonderwall. Uh, uh. But this was this was my first time like traveling by myself. That wasn't somewhere like going between like campus or going home. So it's like it's like a lot of money out of pocket for me, um, and also like it's it's a, it's terrifying to be like out in a new city for the first time. But it was like well worth it, worth it, and it's been so much fun since I've been here, um, even outside of the tournament setting. But like I think tournament play has a certain connotation about it uh, to casual players. So I generally consider myself like a casual, like leaning narrative person. And I always have a blast when we come out for these. Yeah, yeah, the competitive scene is not cutthroat competitive, it's casual competitive. Yeah. In the fact that even, I, like I say a hundred times, I'm a competitive player. If I'm at a tournament, you will, I will play to my best of my abilities. And But what I would try to do is make sure that you have fun playing against me. Uh, at least 
I don't. I'm not gonna be a dick about it. You know? Yeah. There's there's a separation of what's happening on the table versus what's happening between me and my opponent. Exactly. You know? Like yes. Yeah. Like we've had. I mean, Chris and I have had it where it's like the table's intense, but we're having a good time, and that's always really important to me. Same. Uh, yeah. Same with me and Chris at LVO. Exactly the same thing. A table. That that game uh, and the main crew, the, the Joker lineup against the Watchmen, yeah, was us. We were fighting in that game. It was yeah. a puzzle we were both trying very intently to solve and using. We, we were neither of us were pulling any punches, but we had a great time. Oh, it was amazingly fun. It was just yeah. a fun time with a friend. And yeah. like the, my interaction with my opponent is the most important part of a, of a game for me. Uh, like I mean, I wanted to do a lot of games because friends were getting into them, but also. If I won, it doesn't matter if it's a bad opponent, and if, like, I, the only thing worse than losing to me is feeling like I made that person's experience worse because I was having a bad game. Yeah, yeah, a funny thing that I'll add on, because it, it, I, it's something I was so terrible for doing, and someone pointed out to me one time, and I felt like a dick, um, and that was, like, I was having a bad dice game, and I was complaining about the dice. Yeah. Well, your dice are hot, my dice are shit. And I, I was just getting frustrated and saying it. And I was still like, I wasn't being horrible to them. I was saying it to myself, obviously. I was like, I can't believe I'm rolling so poorly. You're, you're getting all your hits. And that, I wasn't lying to him. He was getting like good rolls. But sometimes the context of that can seem very different. It, it didn't upset him at all. But what he said at the end of the game, which completely changed my opinion, was the way you talked about the dice, basically made me feel like I was winning just because the dice were rolling. Yeah. Not because of it's, my decisions. Yep. It's an and I was instantly, like, my mind was blown, and I was like, you're right. Like, me just complaining with the fact that I lost, I'm basically saying I would have won if I hadn't rolled these dice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, that's not like, the case. It's literally true of every dice game ever. Yeah, there's so many facts. That's, that's, that's a big thing it. for me. Like, there's the fuck moments, like, I didn't make any of my survivor rolls. Which is fine to do when it ha when it's like yeah. a crazy roll and you roll like six ones. Yeah. You can be like, what the... Yeah, but if you just are like, oh, every time, make, you're just taking away your opponent's agency. I make, a point, of, I make a point of never complaining about the dice. Like, even... I've I've had a lot of games of Crisis Protocol recently where I may be having a 20% success rate for my dice rolls consistently throughout. And my opponent will be like, well have empathy for it but I never like be like these fucking dice like it's not working out in my favor because that's just part of the game and it's part it's about adapting and working with those bad dice even like it can definitely feel bad but I don't want to bring them down as well with me if I'm having a bad game because of my dice I would agree with that and, and I'll fail on that point again I think we're we're pretty tapped out here we're all we're all tired and ready to go eat I think so um from me, Boy Wonder Adam, it's a goodbye. Boy Wonder Chris, have a wonderful day. From Finn, have a good one. From Mark and Jason, peace out, guys.